You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. We are celebrating our four-year anniversary. And to celebrate for the rest of 2022, we will be sharing some of our favorite and most listened to podcast episodes over the last four years. Taking the stroll down memory lane has been so incredible to see the amount of growth that this show has truly had, and I cannot wait to share some of our most popular episodes with all of you. So enjoy this stroll down memory lane. Enjoy the awkward moments of those beginning episodes. Enjoy the impactful stories from some of our favorite guests. And we will return in 2023 with new fresh episodes. And until then, happy birthday to us. It's the holiday season and I have got a gift for you that will keep giving all year long. And I've decided to extend my Black Friday offer because it's too good not to keep sharing. Boss Ladies and Babies Headquarters is a community uniquely created for working moms to connect, learn, and support each other through business and motherhood. This is a space where you can show up with your baby who refuses to nap strapped to your chest, where you can excuse yourself from a live call to deal with a blowout, or take a moment to vent about how hard or wonderful motherhood has been. Where you can BRB while you chase around your newly walking toddler that's getting into all the things during a training session without anyone batting an eye. Where you can show up with your weird mom bun and sick kids in the background and break through on some of your biggest business blocks. Where you can celebrate the highs and lows of business right alongside the highs and lows of motherhood. Where you will learn fundamental business tools, tips, and tricks and are backed by unwavering support from women who understand you. And we've got a seat at the table with your name on it. Through the end of the year, you can now join Boss Ladies and Babies Headquarters for only $27 a month. Head to the link in the show notes to learn more. Your bossy village is waiting. Now, this episode came out in August of 2021, and oh my gosh, not only is this one of our most listened to episodes, but it is also one of my favorite episodes that I ever recorded. I recorded this episode with my friend Felicia Baskin, who is just the most motivating woman that you could ever speak with. In fact, her business name is Motivating Moms, and we have such a great conversation in this episode basically about the amount of pressure that we put ourselves put on ourselves in motherhood and we titled this episode being a good mom in quotation marks because there is so much that we put on ourselves that we think we must do in order to be a quote unquote good mom 
This episode is just so uplifting, so motivating. This is a feel-good episode, and I'm so excited to reshare this. So please enjoy this very motivating episode with Felicia Baskin. Hi, Felicia. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have you on. I've been looking forward to this episode, and I think it's going to be so inspiring for so many people. And we'll get into how we know each other and why I know talking to you is going to be so inspiring. But before we kick things off, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and let them know a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady, all the things. Wow, I'll be more than happy to. Well, hello out there in mom's world. Uh, My name is Felicia Baskin, and I'm the owner of Motivating Moms, which is a practice that is comprised of a couple of different components. But the main component is my coaching. Um, I coach moms who are ready to get rid of those limiting beliefs, which have them feeling stuck as if their only goal in life is to work, clean house, and take care of kids. I also have coming up a Motivating Moms Lounge, which is my MVP lounge for our moms who are very, very valuable. Um, And then I also um, will be starting very soon my own podcast just for moms. So those are a few of the things that I do here at Motivating Moms. Oh my gosh. So you have a lot going on. I'm excited to hear about the podcast as well. Congratulations. When's that launching? Yes. Yes. Hopefully this fall. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yes. That that is the plan. And I say hopefully because life has kind of thrown a couple of monkey wrenches in so Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I don't get any more of those I will plan it to launch this fall um and I'm so excited about that because moms are super amazing um a little bit more about me I am a mom of four I have four teenagers uh ages 13 15 17 and 19 so All of you moms out there, you already know how I'm feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love love that. And everything that you're doing with four teenagers. And I think that that's why part of your message that's so special is that you love to see moms living their best life, not just now, but even after their kids are adults and grown up, you know, the teenagers are a lot more independent. I'm imagining I only have a three-year-old, but I can imagine a teenager (laughs) is a lot more independent. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Still needy, but a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) They're always needy, right? Like I am 33 years old and I still like need my mom. I call her every time I have a problem and I'm a grown up. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That's right. So why wait, right? Why wait to live your best life? Because you're always going to need moms. So we might as well do what we need to do now. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. When we connected and I heard what your message was, I was so excited to have met you and just to see everything that you're doing. Cause I think it's so important. And so for this episode, I wanted to talk with you about motivating moms and how we can inspire moms or work as moms to live our dreams and build our legacy. And you and I work together in my program, the brand you strategy. And it was Mm -hmm. so amazing to hear your story and to hear your aha moment about the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves when it comes to what our children's, what our children want and need versus 
what they actually want and need, right? Like where we think they are versus where they really are. So I would love it if you could share that story with everybody today. Oh, wow. That is, that is my favorite story because it really was my aha moment. Um, And it simply was a moment in life where I allowed what society taught me a good mom really is and what a good mom really does. It was something that I had seen from my own mom, my grandparents, other moms that I know, we all do the same thing. And so I felt like, you know, in order for me to be considered that good mom, you know, I had to always do the basics, work if, you know, if I wanted to work, cook, clean, laundry, everything all about the kids, all about the family. Mm -hmm. And I created based off of what I saw other moms doing, what this routine, what this pattern actually looked like. So being a good mom to me was getting up early in the morning, regardless of how I really felt in my body, uh, coming downstairs, making a really nice breakfast, you know, not the cereal, not the Cheerios in the milk, um, not the fruit cup, but, you know, scrambling eggs and making um, bacon and sausage and pancakes and here and there biscuits and, you know, putting that hot breakfast on the table because I'm sending my kids to school happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. This one particular morning, you know, I did that and I was really, really worn out, but I got up and I did it anyway. So proud of myself. Had the table set nicely, called the kids down for breakfast. I had to call them at least three times. That was number one. (laughs) Number two, when they got down, they didn't come to the table. When they got down the steps, they actually went to the couch. They were, you know, sprawled out all over the couch and they were in a chair, had the head on the table. And I'm like, hey, guys, breakfast is ready. And, you know, and I thought I was a spectacular mom because I had done all of this. And they didn't want to get up to come and eat it. And, you know, I, I kind of think slash know that I'm a pretty good cook. So I'm like, I know there's nothing wrong with this food. I did not burn anything this morning. You know, why aren't they eating my food? And one of my kids um, said to me, mom, I'm just tired. Can you just wrap mine up and I'll eat it when I come home from school? Okay. So that was mistake number two, because. Because I'm thinking, why are you eating breakfast when you come home from school? You need something to eat now. So then another kid just didn't move at all, just preferred to sleep. Um, And then got an attitude when I said, I need you to come to the table right now and eat this food. And you know, moms, how we go through that whole story of, I got up early to fix this for you. It's too expensive to be throwing food away. You know, all of the lines we like to say. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I don't need that. Can you just give me a Pop-Tart? I don't need a big breakfast. And that was an aha moment for me. Mm -hmm. That was an aha moment for me because that was the moment I realized that I had fallen into the trap that society had presented to me as what is a good mom. Mm -hmm. A good mom is one who overexerts herself, who goes far and beyond the call of duty because that is what her child slash children needs. When in all actuality, that all of what I did really wasn't what my kids needed. It was the expectation that I had put on myself. It is the expectation that I had allowed society to put on me, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't what my children need. 
they would have been happy if I had simply allowed them to sleep a little longer and given them something that they could walk out the door with. Mm-hmm. And so that was a turning point for me because I began to ask myself, wait a minute, am I really making this job of motherhood more difficult than it has to be? Is it what my children expects of me that's running me into the ground oftentimes? Or is it the expectation that I have put on myself as a mother? Mm. But so many of us do, you know, so many of us, I mean, I, I bet if you're listening right now, you have felt that to your core, like the kids don't even really want what we Mm -hmm. think that, you know, they don't want that. They don't need that. They don't want that. And then to feel that, like, you know, I did all this work for you and you, you don't want this and it's not for them at all. It's for us. Yes. It's just, I just wonder, you know, if we tuned out all of the noise from social media, especially like how a society in general, like how many things would we actually feel inclined to do for our children as moms when it comes to these, you know, huge displays and everything Mm -hmm. that, that you're talking about, how much of that would we really end up doing if we didn't have this influence? How do you kind of remove yourself from this influence. I mean, that moment was pretty powerful. How, how do you kind of go forward after that moment? Well, one thing that I did was I began to share my story with other moms. Mm -hmm. I think most of us, we all have that good girlfriend or two. That's also a mom. And I began to share that story. And in sharing that story, I realized that It was not just me that felt this way or had these experiences. And then those moms began to tell me about other moms. And so from then, from that point on, you know, I began to say, you know what, in order for me to be the the best mom that I can be, I have to shut out what the noise is Mm -hmm. coming from society And I have to have that conversation with my children. And I also have to stop, take time and spend some real quality time with myself and say, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Who am I doing this for? And in doing so, pretty much my kids gave me permission. And, And I don't know how that's coming across, across the airwaves, but my children gave me permission to not have to do all of that. Mm -hmm. And that made it very easy for me to change my strategy, to change my way of being what I call a good mom, because they began to open up to me when I had these conversations with them, instead of making these assumptions. When I finally said, well, guys, you know what? I did all of this for you and dot, 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 dot. And it really hurt my feelings that you did not eat and dot, dot, dot. What is it that you really want? What would make me a good mom to you? Now, granted, my kids were a little bit older, but they understood that question. Mm -hmm. What would make me a good mom to you? And the answers like blew me away. Answers like, if you would just let me sleep longer in the morning and maybe package us a breakfast that we could eat on the way to the bus. Well, you know what, Megan, what's wrong with that? 
because society might make us feel like you shouldn't do that. The kids should not be eating and walking. And no, it's totally fine because that's what my child, that's what my children desire. Mm-hmm. Now, it might not work for your household or someone else's. Your kids might want the pancakes and the eggs on the table. Right. But it freed me when my children gave me permission to A, do exactly what they were requesting of me when they shared those things with me. And B, when I looked at how worn out I was, Megan, mm-hmm. I was not my best self. Yeah, I was not my be? best self. <laughs> yeah. I was tired because, needless to say, I work a full-time job as an educator. Mm-hmm. So I was drained, but I, but I felt like, you know what, at this point, it doesn't really matter to me what society says anymore. I'm going to change the narrative and I'm going to make it what it needs to be to best support me and my household. Yes. Yes. I love that. And just the, the whole concept of quieting the noise from mm-hmm. society and social ne- media and listening to your children. Like we yes. get so wrapped up in this that we don't pay attention to what our children need. We don't listen to them. And just yep. as you're saying, oftentimes it's the simplest things that we're not even giving them because we're so wrapped up in giving them what we think that we should be. Mm-hmm. And when I heard you say the story for the first time, it was like, also this aha moment for me of, oh my gosh, like she is onto something and more people need to hear about this because we as moms need somebody to tell us it's okay to just quiet the noise and listen mm-hmm. to your kid. It is mm-hmm. okay to not be the Pinterest mom. It is okay to not have the lavish breakfast or the elaborate birthday parties. It is okay mm-hmm. to just be whatever mom you need to be for your child. And we mm-hmm. need more women that are spreading this message. We need more women to realize this so that we can start completely changing the narrative and shifting the culture of how motherhood is quote unquote supposed to look. Yes. The same goes Absolutely. for like the whole self-care um, as, as women and as mothers, this whole idea of self-care and um, you know, okay, so you need some self-care. Why don't you take a bath or, you know, why don't you get a massage? And Mm -hmm. that's not always what self-care really looks like for us as women and as mothers. In your opinion, what does self-care really mean? Oh, Oh, wow. How many hours do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, Megan. Self-care. And you mentioned the basics. When we think of self-care, normally it's a nice sugar scrub or a nice Mm -hmm. bath or, you know, maybe a glass of wine or what have you. But self-care is not only when you take care of your physical self, but it's also taking care of your mental, your emotional, your social, and your spiritual self. And that entails, for example, you know, before we all became moms, you know, we had some dreams and we had some goals and we were born with purpose. We were born with purpose and we were born with things that we were designed to do. We were created to do. Mm-hmm. Those things did not go away when we became mothers. And that's one extremely important message that I want mm-hmm. to put out there that think about when you were not a mother 
and how you said, when I grow up, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be this and that. And how before you became a mom, that was a strong desire. And a lot of times you were working on becoming those things or doing those things. And what happened is when you became a mom for some, some kind of way, and we all know what kind of way, mm-hmm. those dreams got buried. I mean, they were still within us, but they were put on the back burner. They were buried. They went from being in our minds and being right here at the tip of our hearts to being down maybe in our feet and in our toenails because we had pushed <laughs> them down in us so yes. far, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and that, of course what I learned later in life, that really affected us emotionally. Mm -hmm. That affected us emotionally because this was still a purpose. Even though we are now moms, that purpose, that desire, that gift, that talent, that thing that you can do and you can do well and it has nothing to do with your children or anyone else, it's still within us. Mm -hmm. But we've squashed it. So emotionally, when we begin to tap into those things that we know we were also destined to do or destined to be, when we tap into those things, that's taking care of ourselves as well. It's taking care of ourselves emotionally because what it does is it brings about a new attitude. Mm -hmm. Things that normally would stress us out, when we know that we're tapping into that calling that we have, when we're using that gift and we're using that talent and our creativity, nothing bothers us as much because we have those things as an outlet. Mm -hmm. We're not just cooking and cleaning, doing laundry, running errands, those things. But we have the knitting, the crocheting, the starting our own business, the being a speaker, the writing a book, all those amazing things that are a part of us innately. We're tapping tapping into those things, which of course creates a whole different attitude, a whole different emotional state. And it it relieves stress and releases happiness. People talk often about, you know, go to the gym. And what does it do? It increases your endorphins when you're running and it makes you happy and it makes you feel good. And those things are true. Mm -hmm. But what also helps us to feel good is when we are living out our purpose, we're living out our dreams, we're tapping into those things. Mm -hmm. So that's another form of self-care, not just running on a treadmill, not just taking a hot bubble bath or drinking or eating something that we enjoy, but working on our emotional state. And then there's our mental state. Mm -hmm. If the only thing that we think about is, okay, let's see, what two vegetables am I going to cook for dinner tonight? And we're running through the grocery store and mentally we're thinking about how many calories does this have? Is this going to be healthy? Is this going to have too much sugar? You know, if that's what our mental state is limited to, you know, what can I research about um, helping my kids to read better or research about doing something to help my family, mm-hmm. which is important. But if we limit our mental state, to just doing those things. And we don't challenge our thinking with other things that we're interested in. Mm -hmm. Learning more about what really makes you feel good. As we used to say, what really makes your boat float? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. If we don't do those things, then it actually suffocates our ability to think, to think clearly, 
And all of it works together. Our emotions, our mental health, it all works together. Absolutely. And And you can't, you can't tell me that it doesn't manifest itself in other ways. Like the Mm -hmm. intense need to provide the most lavish breakfast and experiences for your children. Like that Mm -hmm. is coming from these parts of yourself that you're pushing down and it's trying to, you know, overcompensate and come out in different ways because you aren't taking care of that part of yourself. Like those thoughts and needs to just be like the perfect mom are coming from somewhere and they're from needs Mm -hmm. within yourself that aren't being met. Yes. Yes. Because when they didn't eat that breakfast, (laughs) it was more than the breakfast. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, I'm being nice on this podcast with how I was, you know, I started out being loving, telling them to come down to eat. But by the time it was all over with, guess what I was doing? I was screaming and I was yelling, which probably did not make that breakfast any more appealing. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I have a stinky attitude now mm-hmm. because I'm mad, I'm angry and I'm upset. Why? Because I was tired in the first place. Why was I so tired? Because all I had done was work, gone to the grocery store, cooked, done the laundry, homework, things that were for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I had not tapped into what I needed for my mental and emotional health. How do you find the time to do that without feeling guilty, right? Like that's such a problem for so many of us moms, that mom guilt, or that if I do this for me, it's taking away from what I should quote unquote be doing for my family. How do you, how do you get around that? Oh, wow. You know, this is a real simple answer. It's going to blow you away. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Moms, you ready? You ready for this moms? Moms, all you have to do is communicate. Mm have a conversation with your family. And I want everybody that's listening to really stop and think about the last time, if ever, you've had a conversation with your family to say, hey, this is what I need. Tell me what you need. Let's come up with a plan as to how your needs can be met and my needs can be met. Mm -hmm. And that's where you become extremely surprised in learning that a lot of what we do and how we do things is not even what our family needs or wants. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, that frees up time. Think about it. It took me probably about... mm, 30 minutes or so to prepare that lavish breakfast. I, and the kids didn't even need slash one, all of that. I could have literally given them that pop tart or a bowl of fruit with some granola or yogurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could have given them something so simple that could have been prepared with love the night before the morning of and freed up a whole nother 20 or so minutes just for myself. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Planning things out, knowing that this is what my family needs, this is what I need. So, how about if I plan things out in advance, get myself and my kids on a schedule slash routine to include all of us? Mm-hmm. Did you catch that, moms? Not a schedule and routine for the kids, 
but one for all of us to include my needs and their needs. When you write it out and you have those conversations and you have a plan, there is no need for guilt because Mm -hmm. guess what? You know exactly what your kids need. They know what you need. You talk about it. They know now why you do what you do. It's not that mommy doesn't love you. It's not that mommy doesn't have time for you. They now look at it as mommy needs time for herself. Mommy has already done these things for me. Mm -hmm. So there's no need for guilt. And then you plan out activities to celebrate the accomplishments, depending on how things work in your house. You can set up a checklist. Mommy needs, kids need. And if you have a husband, husband needs. Everybody sees it. Mommy needs reading time this week. For my authors out there, mommy needs writing time this week or on Mondays or on Tuesdays, whatever works for your household. But when they see that and you talk about that and everybody's on one accord, you don't have a problem with that. Case in point, this this time that we've set aside for me to talk to you this evening, Mm -hmm. I still have four kids, Megan. Yeah. And I still have a husband and I also take care of my 85 year old mother. Mm -hmm. But guess what? They all know this time mom has scheduled to have, well, I told them a meeting, a meeting. They know not to knock on the door. Mm -hmm. They know not to let the dog bark because this is my time to do what I need to do for me. There's no guilt. You want to know why not? Because I've already prepared dinner. Mm-hmm. I prepared it the night before because I knew I had things to do this week, mm-hmm. but they're all, we're all on one accord, you I know? And so that's how you do what you need to do for you without feeling guilty because you mom have to be a part of the equation. And mm-hmm. for so often we've left ourselves out. We do. We've and then ourselves out. we feel resentful for mm-hmm. it. We are angry. We're tapped mm-hmm. out. I, I mean, I know that I feel this way. I know that a lot of us feel this way. I love the idea of the checklist. I think that that is absolutely genius. And when we're doing things like this and we're running our household in this way, we are showing our children what it's like to be raised by a confident, self-assured person who listens to their needs and takes care of their needs. We're raising our daughters to become the type of mothers who are going to Mm -hmm. take care of their needs. We're raising our sons to be the type of partners who are going to support the women in their lives who need to take care of their needs. We are doing so much benefit for our children and our families Mm -hmm. by taking that time for ourselves. and the amount of negative impact that it has not only on ourselves, but our families in general Mm -hmm. is so, so huge, but we are so conditioned to carry this guilt when we do something for ourselves that we aren't even seeing this negative impact. That's the truth that Megan, you said a mouthful. That is the truth. We are our kids role models. They're influencers. Now, you know, I'm not really a supermodel. I'm not on TikTok and all of these (laughs) things, but they see me first. They Mm -hmm. experience me first. I am their example, whether they purposefully look at me that way or not, you know, they do what they see done. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they pick up on moods and attitudes. And as an educator, 
I've seen it so much in my classrooms. I could almost tell you a lot about each of my, my, my students' households based off of how the kids respond and how they behave, yeah. their energy. I can tell when mom is stressed, overworked, and definitely not taking care of herself mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. I can tell it shows through the kids. And so a lot of what we thought was being a good mom and doing right by our kids may not have necessarily all the time been the best, Mm -hmm. but it goes back to what you said. You know, you have to think about how you influence and how you impact your children when you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. They feel it. Absolutely. They, they oftentimes feel the brunt of it. Like I'll speak yes, from personal do. experience when I'm feeling tapped out and I'm in that mood of like, Oh, I'm just, everybody needs something from me. I'm doing everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. I am snappy. My patience mm-hmm. is short. I am less likely to, you know, get on the ground and play with my toddler because I'm in a pissed off mood. Mm-hmm. I mean, they feel the brunt of it more than probably anyone else because they're with us the most. Yes. It's not fair. It's not fair for anyone. No, it's a lose-lose, right? Mm -hmm. And in the past, we were taught not so much it's a win-lose because guess what? We weren't even really thought about how we felt, what we thought wasn't even considered. It was Mm -hmm. all about the children. So it was a win for the kid. We didn't even have an act. We didn't even have an adjective to describe us. It wasn't a win-win or a win-lose. There was no adjective for mom. The -hmm. adjective was just for the kid. It's a win for the kid. Mom's tapped out, but it's a win for the kid. Oh, she's a good mommy because the child is this and the child is that. And we weren't considered. Mm -hmm. That's just what moms do. Well, I'm here to say, no, that's just what moms used to do. And that's just what moms were taught to do. But moms, we don't have to do it that way anymore. And it's totally fine if you don't. Absolutely. We talked a lot in our time working together about this idea of instead of focusing on being a good mom, focus on being a happy mom, because Mm -hmm. we all have that capability to be a happy mom. And when we take away this idea of being a good mom, it takes off a lot of pressure from us. Yes. And there's a difference between Mm -hmm. being a good mom and a happy mom. Now, you know, you can be both. Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) You can be both. (laughs) But what I've experienced um, in just conversations with other moms and also what I've experienced for myself is that we actually, you know, we compromise that happy part for just being good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, happiness to me, when you're happy, it puts you in a position to be not even a good mom, but a great mom. Absolutely. That's a subjective word, but whatever, whatever you do that, you know, you do your best at doing makes you a great mom. No one else gets to say that any other way you define what a great mom is. And when you think about being happy, I'm telling you happiness comes when you tap into your purpose Mm -hmm. when you are doing things that that make you feel good when you are doing things that not only help you feel good but also it improves your emotional state Mm 
it improves your mental clarity. It improves your physical state. When you're happy, it's a win-win for everybody. But so many times as moms, we're not happy. And I think I even said to you, Megan, and and I, I didn't want to say it, but I said it. You know, I love being a mom, but for so many years, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I was a miserable mommy. Yep. And I'm like, can I use those two words in the same sentence? Because people will make you feel guilty mm-hmm. about saying you are mom and you're miserable. Yep. You know, because there's so many people out there who are not as blessed and as fortunate as we are to be a mom. It really is special to be able to be a mom. Absolutely. So people will judge us and say, how dare you? You know, at least you have kids. At least you have healthy kids. At least you this, at least you that. Mm -hmm. And no, it's not an at least. No, because being a mom doesn't mean I'm no longer a person or I'm no longer human or I as an individual no longer matter. Yes. And so often that's what we're made to feel that it's not about our happiness. It's just about us being a good mom. Yes. Oh my gosh. And yes. It's, <laughs> it's hard to do that if you're not happy because you and you're fake, you know, you're doing these mm-hmm. things, but you're not, you know, of course you love your kids, but you're not necessarily doing it with your whole heart. You're doing it because that's what you think you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Imagine how things would change if you were really happy and doing those things. Imagine you how feel free you feel free. Mm-hmm. You're not bound. Yes. And it's a win-win once again for everybody. And it will change the dynamic of your household. I'm telling you, it has mine. Mm-hmm. It, has, it has changed the dynamic of my household. My kids support me. I support my kids. We share the load. That and balance. you have a three-year-old? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And you have a three-year-old who at the tender age of three can start to be, be taught how to share the load. Mm-hmm. And Megan doesn't have to compare herself to any other mom of a toddler because that is your baby. You are you. That is your household. Be okay with doing things the way you need to do it so that you can be happy. And if you're happy, moms, you know, we're the biggest influencers. Your kids are going to be happier everybody's going to be happy because you're in a healthier state to make those things happen. You can support your family more when you're happy, when you feel good. Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent thought. I mean, I'm from experience myself, you know, things change a lot when you have that aha moment, when you have that realization. And for me, a big part of that was what you're talking about with tapping into your purpose. I want to talk to you a little bit about your purpose and how you are balancing building this legacy with being a mom and how you found the confidence and inspiration to go for your dreams and what the biggest challenge has been. My inspiration to go for it, to, to chase after my dreams, to live out my dreams, to define my dreams even more was seeing the impact I was actually having on my children. 
um, because I wasn't happy, Megan. I was mm-hmm. miserable. Um, and no matter how nice of a job I did with preparing meals or shopping or whatever it is that I did for my family, it's not always, as they used to tell us, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Well, I will go a step further and say, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. And with that, it was my emotions came through everything that I did. Yeah, I did the laundry, but I was angry that I always had to do laundry. I cooked, but I wasn't always happy that I always had to cook because I was tired. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had other challenges. I wasn't in the best physical shape and I felt like I was falling to pieces and my kids were great and they were looking good, but I looked a hot mess mm-hmm. because it, it just got harder and harder to do everything right. And nobody can do everything right. Something's going to fall off the bandwagon if you don't balance things the right way. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. So that was my inspiration uh, to seek after my dreams because I needed an outlet so that I would not, I would not crack. I would not break. I would not literally fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fair for everybody in my household and, and in my family to be together and have the things that they need and I be left sitting on the sidewalk looking crazy, mm-hmm. feeling crazy, just mad at the world, you know, and fake, mm-hmm. you know, I, you cannot really be 100% genuine when you feel the way I was feeling, you know? Yeah. So that was my inspiration um, to seek after my dreams. Um, in terms of how I was able to do that, a big part, you know, was definitely realizing that I needed to create some new habits. Mm-hmm. I needed to create some new habits so that I could be happier. I could be healthier and I could be whole. I wasn't feeling whole. And I know with a lot of moms that I talk to, they're broken. Mm-hmm. They're not whole because they're leaving a large part of who they really are. And what they really want to do buried somewhere and they're not tapping into it. But I, I, I really felt, you know, strongly that my mission really is to help moms manage their time, to help moms rid themselves of the belief that they're stuck. Mm-hmm. They're stuck with just doing what we normally do. You know what it is, moms. We work, we cook, we clean, we do laundry and run errands for the kids. You know, we're, we're their own personal Ubers. And <laughs> you do that after a while, you feel stuck. You're like, there's gotta be more to life than this. But what we do is we talk ourselves out of that and we become complacent, feeling that, nah, this is it for the next 18 to 20 years. This is all life has to offer us. We're stuck here. We're stuck in this position. And my goal is to say, you don't have to be stuck. You can grow right along with your children. It doesn't have to be that way where you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Just as they're learning new things and they're growing and they're developing, you can do those things now. Don't wait until they graduate from college or get their first job or move out. Because none of us really knows what life has to offer. Mm -hmm. And I will share Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, 
I lost 11 people in my life that I was extremely close to. Mm. And it not was not all related to COVID, just different people kept dying and dying. Yeah. And it hurt me to the core, which was why I really have to push this for moms. Mm-hmm. Because in my eyesight, moms are the most creative, superhumans ever walked the earth. Moms are simply amazing. We're creative. We're talented. We know how to multitask. We're smart. We're logistic thinkers. We're just everything, Mm -hmm. right? And it hurt me because I knew that some of those people who died, Megan, and moms hear me, none of us know when it's going to be our time. Mm -hmm. And some of those moms who passed away had not tapped, had not lived out their purpose or their dream because they put it on the back burner waiting for their kids to graduate high school to graduate college to move out there was always a reason why they did not pursue their dreams and on another podcast we can talk about that how we oftentimes use our kids as excuses Mm -hmm. It's not always that it's about what the kids need. Sometimes it's our fear that's within. It's the confidence that we lack within that stops us from pursuing our dreams, but we blame it on the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And what a just a reminder <laughs> that, you know, when it's over, it's over. And, you know, there's, there's no reason not to go for what you really want to be doing now. And Mm -hmm. I've talked to so many women who just, as you're saying, they're afraid of failing. And if they go for what they want and they fail, let alone with their children around and their children see them fail, what does that mean? And I think it's so Mm -hmm. important for everyone to realize that your children need to see you fail just as much as they see you win. Mm -hmm. Same with, you know, making the decision to change your habits. That is huge for a child to see you do as their role model to decide Mm -hmm. to make a habit change and to change how you're living your life, because then they'll know that that's okay for them. It's okay to fail. Mm -hmm. It's okay to start over. It's okay to pick up where you left off and continue on. All of Mm -hmm. these things that we're afraid to do are actually huge things for our children to witness and learn from us. And so many times we use it as a way to just not do things, just as you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's important that they see that. Mm -hmm. None of us are perfect and they need to see you keep going. If you fall, you you get up and you keep right on going. If you need to change course, I mean, we drive, we see detour signs all the time Mm -hmm. and it still gets us where we need to go, but we just might have to change our course a little bit. And it's okay because we learn as we grow, but kids need to see that. I'm telling you, when we change our mindset about motherhood and we really begin to tap into who we are, the impact it will have on our children. You're talking about being a great mom. To me, a great mom is a mom who knows how to do what she needs to do for herself while taking care of her kids. Not before only and not after only, but while she's raising her kids. Yes. Oh my gosh. Powerful. Mic drop. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like you, Megan. Like you, you're a business owner. You're Mm -hmm. out here getting it done. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. your baby, you know, your toddler may not, of course, understand exactly everything that mom's doing. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That energy, when you're doing what you enjoy doing, which is your job, your business, it doesn't matter if you're tired sometimes. We all get tired. Mm-hmm. But the energy you get from doing what you love doing and what you've always wanted to do will outshine the fact that physically you might be tired. Oh yeah, absolutely. She'll feel that. Mm -hmm. She'll feel that. Yes. And it'll be an example to her, even at the tender age of three. Yeah. She, oh, she loves it. She, she's watching everything. They're always, they're Mm -hmm. always watching, (laughs) but she already is, you know, wants to go to work and has a podcast (laughs) and has meetings or, you know, I'm also in real estate. And so she'll have a listing appointment. Like, it's just so funny. She's only three years old and, you know, she's doing all of these things and she's seeing me not only be her mom, but also be a person myself. And I think Mm -hmm. that that is, you know, everything that you're saying is boiling down to the fact that we are still people ourselves. We are people and moms and it's okay to be both. We don't have to be just one thing. Yes. That is my message. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And it's, it's so powerful. And so I was so excited to have you on. I, if you guys could, I wish you could see me. I probably have kinked my neck from how hard I'm over here. Just aggressively nodding this whole time that you're talking. I'm like, I'm going to have to go to the chiropractor because I'm just like, yes, (laughs) but oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I don't want to ever stop talking to you, but we're going to wrap this up, but I'm not going to let you get out of here without sharing a hot mess moment with our listeners. So we have all been there. We have all been total hot messes. And so in this segment, it's your opportunity to confess an embarrassing time where you've been a total hot mess. Oh, well, you know, I have several. (laughs) We all do. (laughs) I tell you one that was like extremely embarrassing for me is because I was running all around and doing what we do as moms. Um, I finished my day, came into the house, um, did whatever I needed to do, got myself dressed for bed, uh, told everybody good night, which was simple, a simple good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go around do roll call or anything, curled up in the bed went to sleep and forgot that I was supposed to pick up my son's house, my son from a friend's house. I literally forgot that my eight-year-old baby was still out there at a friend. He was playing at a friend's house. (laughs) And I, I just, I thought everybody was home and I know I was very tired. Um, but I literally came home and got ready for bed, got in the bed and forgot I needed to go and pick him up. And then my daughter came to me. She was like, ma, ma, Josh is on the phone. He says, when are you coming to get him? Oh no. (laughs) How do you forget and leave your child in someone else's house? (laughs) Oh man. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, does, has he let you leave it down? Oh, every now and then. Yeah, mom, remember the time you forgot me? <laughs> yes. You forgot to pick me up from Spencer's? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would never let my mom live that down. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, my, all my kids. All my kids remind me of that. 
Oh yes. my gosh. So embarrassing. Like, how do you do that? I mean, how, how do you do not? You do <laughs> how do you not? Do <laughs> right. That? How do you not? <laughs> like I guess I'm... I just had it that day. Yes. Oof. Oh my gosh. That is so Good night, everybody. I'm in the bed. And it's like, you forgot Josh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is hilarious. I feel oh like goodness. that is like so relatable though, especially with four kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. How do you not? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought they were all here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Amazing. Well, this has been honestly one of my favorite episodes. Like this has been so powerful. I am so, so honored to have you as a guest for the show and just everything that you've had to say has just like, mind blown. It's just wonderful, amazing, amazing message. So powerful. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with me tonight. And I hate to let you go, but before I do, can you let everybody know where they can find you, how they can support your business, anything you have coming up that you want people to know about? Sure. Thank you. First of all, let me say it's been an honor being on here with you tonight, Megan. I love the work that you are doing. And I think you are an amazing example for what a great mom is. You are taking care of your three-year-old. You're doing something that you love. And you also have a regular nine-to-five-ish, you know, real estate. Mm-hmm. So I, I consider <laughs> that to be nine-to-five. That's your nine-to-five portion. Um, but I think that you're doing a phenomenal job. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing and for having me on. Thank for you. those who might be interested in reaching out to me, you may find me at www dot Felicia F-E-L-I-C-I-A Baskin B-A-S-K-I-N dot com. That's www.feliciabaskin.com. That is my website. Uh, on there you will be able to reach out to me. You can send me a message. Um, you also can find my coaching packages. I do offer coaching group coaching, as well as one-on-one. And then I also have my new um, MVP lounge for moms, which is simply an opportunity for moms to come together on Zoom right now. It's supposed to be live (laughs) events, but for now it's Zoom. Um, And just, you know, learn from one another, play games, have fun. Um, So yeah, go on to the website and check me out. I would love to hear from you. Um, If you have a question, please feel free to reach out. My email is there my phone number is there so again that's www.feliciabaskin.com and you can also find me on instagram at motivating underscore moms that's motivating underscore moms amazing make sure that you go check out felicia's website give her a follow i have got to know her pretty well over the past couple months and she is just I can't say it enough, such an inspiration. So definitely if you enjoyed what she had to say tonight, which how could you not, please, please go check her out. You will not be sorry. She is a wonderful human being, amazing mom, and just such an inspiration. So thank you again so much. And until next time, you've got this mama's stay bossy. Bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you liked this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at Boss Ladies and Babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community, coaching, merch, and more at bossladiesandbabies.com. And until next time, stay bossy.